What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. The best damn challenge podcast out there, bar none. And yeah, I'm talking to you, MTV. Um, I am broadcasting from uh, some random hotel in the middle of South Florida. That is how much I love all of you. Now, I've actually really gotten into uh, this Challenge USA. I did not think I was going to. Not going to lie. I was a little bitter at first. Like, hey, these guys are encroaching on our territory. But I uh, actually, after watching these episodes, mostly uh, so I could have good content for the podcast, I've actually really uh, grown to like it. And, um, you know, if you haven't started watching it, I think you should. Uh, it is definitely a, a, a little bit different, but nonetheless, it's been uh, it's been wildly entertaining up to this point. So uh, I have yet another guest from the Challenge USA on. You may know him from Big Brother 23. He was a member of the infamous Cookout Alliance. And like I said, he is now on the Challenge USA. The definition of a wolf in sheep's clothing, Mr. Kylan <laughs> Young. Welcome to the podcast, my man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what, what, what an intro. Oh, you are. Was it? <laughs> you, you are. A, listen, bro. This ain't. I met you. Just so everyone knows, Kylan and I met at a celebrity golf tournament back in uh, San, a few months ago in San Diego. And I'm like, man, what a nice guy, dude. Like. This guy's going to go on, you know, he had told me he was on the challenge. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, he just seems like too nice of a guy to be able to, you know, withstand the rigors of the challenge. But after watching you this season and after watching you on Big Brother, I got to say, man, <laughs> you got what it takes, bro. <laughs> well, well, that that sounds like high praise uh, coming from you. So I'll take it. <laughs> so let me let's just let's just let's just take it to the beginning. Uh, you're relatively new to the uh, reality television world. You were on Big Brother Very. season 23. 
How'd that start? Were you a big fan? Were you a fan of Big Brother before going on? Uh, or were you like a faithful viewer? Are you like me? You started watching it because you had a crush. Or the real world, I started watching because I had a crush on a girl and then uh, decided I'd send an audition tape and the rest is history. You know, uh, funny enough, like one of my like best friends was a lifelong fan. Like he watched it with his family for decades and he always tried to get me to watch it. We'd been friends for like a decade. And finally I was like, I was like, I don't watch reality TV. I'm good. Like, it's just not never a part of my world. And so finally, after like that persistence, I was like, all right, I'll watch this one season with you. Cause, cause you know, you watch all my movie recommendations. So I'll check it out. First episode. I was like hooked. I was like, wait a second. This is a game. These, these are like games. Like in my head, I think everything was going to be some sort of dating or drama or, you know, uh, no offense, like real world sort of stuff. Like just stuff that I'm like, that's not my vibe is what I thought. And then I watched uh, that game and I was like, yo, this is a game. And I love games and I love, you know, communication and, and persuasion, all those things and, and physical games too. So I was hooked. And uh, literally before that first season I was watching, I watched the premiere. It's like three months long. And in that three months, I probably watched like five seasons. I went back and started watching and then just kept going from there to catch up on the rest of the show because they'd already been on like 20 years. And uh, yeah. And then so I, I was like started applying that year. Um, and then three years later, uh, <laughs> end up getting on. <laughs> now, as far as games go, for all the ladies out there listening, Kylan, we're just talking about games as far as TV goes. Or do you like playing games with the ladies as well? No, obviously just games uh, okay. as far as shows, you know, game, yeah, shows, board games, whatever, sports games. Um, no games with the hearts. You know, right. I'll, I'll, I'm up front. See, that's what I'm saying about so you. Kylan, you actually mean that, though? Or is, this one of your, or is this one of your wolf in sheep's clothing little little <laughs> tactics over here? I believe you. No games with Thank the heart. You. Kylan loves Thank himself you. some games, but no games with the heart. Um, I beg to differ slightly because I've always thought that Big Brother and the real world are very similar, other than the fact that you guys are locked inside and you're not allowed out. But it's still, I mean, you're being forced to live with people that probably, I don't know, at least on my season in the outside world, you wouldn't necessarily hang out with or, or, or be friends with. And you're kind of just forced to get along with and and associate with and like hang out with, with these people. And then they just kind of document all the trials and tribulations. Now, there is a game aspect, obviously, that goes in the Big Brother. There's eliminations and that sort of thing. But um, the basic recipe is, is, you know, similar. I mean... Yes and no. It's like the basic recipes in, you know, going, I, I, I don't know, camping or sky, like doing some sort of activity and going to the challenge are similar, but you add in that game component and it's all of a sudden a, a pretty strong shift. Well, we're talking about the challenge. That's a whole different ball of wax, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, like in Big Brother, you're adding the game, you're adding an incentive. It is. And I will say the isolation uh, that, that y'all's commented, being locked in is the difference maker. Like when yeah. we talked to the survivor crowd, the, the Levi, like when we had, you know, all these people together, what I've noticed whenever I talk to anybody from Survivor, Love Island, Amazing Race or whatever, is that almost everyone in Big Brother's like, yeah, I could probably do Survivor. Yeah, I could, not, maybe not everyone, but at least half people like, yeah, I could probably do that. I could probably do, uh, you know, whatever, Amazing Race either probably or actually actively wants to. And across the board, everyone who's a survivor, everyone from Major Nation is like, no, I could never do that. I would never want to do that. That sounds terrible. Because they got that taste of that reality. And like, wait a second, but now you're locked in and you don't see, you know, sunlight for five days a week. Like you, you're, it is, you don't see other faces. It's, it's the, 
the mental psychological trauma of it. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I've, I've, I've said in the past that, I mean, I've been on reality television for so long that when and if and when I die, I actually want to donate my brain to science <laughs> so they can dissect it and see what the long-term side effects of reality television are. I can't imagine I that can't much either. time. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it is the positive, you know, it's pros and cons. Like other things you said, you're on perpetual vacation with your life. Like that part of it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and also you have to be built for it too. That's what I've noticed so far. I'm sure you to the nth degree have noticed like people that have trouble with, uh, you know, compartmentalization <laughs> of the games and of the TV world and entertainment and then real world. And like some people can just switch really easy between it. And some people can't. The challenge has been the longest emotionally abusive relationship I've ever been in. I've been in a 17 year emotionally abusive relationship, essentially that I can't get out of every <laughs> time. Golden I, handcuffs. Every time I want to, I'm like, maybe we should take a break, you know? And then it's like, it reels you right back in. And then you remember, you're like, okay, yeah, this is why I hated you. What reels you in? I mean, dude, you, you experienced the challenge for the first time. It's, I love it. Yeah, but you. you. <laughs> so for me, okay, I, I've always been, I've always been a very competitive person, right? And I've always loved to uh, compete. I've always loved to push myself to, you know, my breaking point. I've always loved to see like where my wall is. And after 20 some odd seasons of the challenge, I'm still trying to figure out where, where that wall is. And I mean, the first season that you did, you saw how many, just every challenge you show up to. And me watching as somebody who's done as many seasons as I have, I still watching, competing in the game. I'm like, where did they come up with this? And even though I've done what I feel like is everything they could possibly throw at me, um, you show up every season and you're like, all right, you've, you've really outdone yourselves. And it's like, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's just the love of the game, man. Again, I love showing up. I love competing. I love, you know, just trying to beat the game. Um, and it's like one of those things where no matter how many times you go back, no matter how, how many times you do it, uh, you're always going to show up and you're going to be, you know, blown away by what they've got uh, up their sleeve this time. So um, enough about me uh, going back to your big brother season. Uh, again, you were part of, uh, you know, the infamous um, cookout alliance. You guys, iconic. you know, iconic, Im uh, infamous, iconic, historical alliance there. And I mean, you guys absolutely like ran the house. However, once it got close to the end, and I know you've probably talked about this ad nauseum, but I'd like to address it as well. Uh, you had a little dust up with Xavier there in the end. Do you feel like that was a move that needed to be made by, by throwing you in? Or do you feel like that was something that was done prematurely? Oh, I mean, he, he, he yeah, he needed to do it. I mean, we, we got to talk to the cast afterwards and the voting, the way it was looking, it definitely could have easily been swung my way if, if he did go to the end. And, and I think like the record in competitions, like, I think everyone knew that I would probably win the last, like H the very last competition and have the power to decide who sits in final two. And I would have brought him, but then I, I probably would have won is what it sounds like. So, you know, I get, I get it. I get it, it is, uh, yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. But what, what exactly, but what exactly went down between the two of you? I mean, it was that just, I mean, obviously you get heated, you've put in so much time, so much effort, gotten so close, you know, only to, you know, to be blindsided. Um, so what exactly went down? between the two of you at that time? I mean, honestly, it was even less, it, it's a lot of it's confusion too, because it's a lot less of a blind side. Like even that the night before I was like, maybe, I don't know, who knows. And the morning of, I was like in the 
in the DRs. And I was like, yeah, this does not feel good. I think they know this is their only shot to get me out of the house and they'll have to take that shot. And uh, so then I went, I literally talked to him. There's a scene where I go, I talked to him before uh, a little bit before the vote. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, I need to pack my bag. And he's like, no, you're good. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. And then I literally go and finish packing my bag. <laughs> um, so there was definitely that element of, of seeing it coming. And then just at the end, it's just like, Hey, a miscommunication on my part. Like, you know, I, I've definitely talked about it extensively in, in some mm-hmm. other places, but it's just like, it, the intention was not to be as, uh, disrespectful as it came off. I, I know what I was trying to say. I've tried to explain in other places. Um, and then once I found out, you know, me and, you know, we, we obviously talked about it and he's a super classic, you know, in general. And, uh, so we got to talk about it. It was, it was, it was, it was cleared up. So to clear it up, we weren't saying that he was a bad role model to his nephew by throwing you in. Yes, exactly. No, I definitely not. I definitely went out my way afterwards to try and clarify. Like, I think he's an incredible nephew or incredible, uh, incredible, um, uncle an incredible guy in general. So, uh, a role model for so many things. Now, do you feel like there was any, even though you guys, like you said, you squashed it you said that there was, you know, you you guys had had put it behind you. You had many conversations about it. Do you feel like there then was a carryover effect of what went down eviction day, on your season of Big Brother, and the fact that he went on to win. I mean, that's got to sting a little bit as well. Do you think there was any carryover going into to the challenge when you guys are ca- were cast on the season, uh, the Challenge USA? So for me personally, I would say no. Like, I actually didn't. I, I, I'm just such, like I said, I'm such a compartmentalized person. A lot of that has to do with, like, how my brain's set up. It's, you know, neurodivergent. It's a little bit different. So I, even in the moment, like, somebody's like, yo, how good did that feel? And I was like, not good at all. Like, we had started rebuilding the bond and everything. And I, and in the moment, I was like, dang, this this sucks. But, like, you know, in those games, you, you have to adapt to the situation. And the situation that, that I had going on at that time, the alliances I had in place, that was just the optimal move and the only time to really do it because it's crazy. Cause so many people are like, Hey, is this too early? And it's just like, no, it has nothing. Like we literally have an algorithm that switches partners. And if for anybody who was paying attention, all of his partners were people that I kind of wanted to keep in the house, all of his upcoming partners. So I was like, this is the only time I could do it. And it just worked given the dynamics of the house. And so I, I, I really, I, I feel like if anything, I had it afterwards while watching the show when I had friends with him, like, oh yeah, like that was kind of like, you know, you did get some payback. I was like, oh, I guess I kind of did. But like in the house, in the compound during, at the time, I just felt bad. I was like, man, I like this guy. I'd love to see him be, it just isn't best for my game right now. You'll, you're, you'll see very soon because I have a feeling you will be back on the challenge. There is a carryover there. Re- and I'm sure it will carry over for, for other people, things that happen this season. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is a lot of times with, with a lot of reality shows, it's you, they're usually one or done unless you might, you might do an all-star season here. If you're lucky, there's a possibility you might see the person that you were with last season. Again, the challenge yeah. you 100% <laughs> will. And that's the thing is a lot of times that's something you need to factor into the decisions you make as well, because you're like, all right, you're going to make this decision now, but there is a very good chance that you are going to see me possibly next season and the season after that and the season after that. So there's sometimes, I mean, I had a rivalry with West that went on for like 10 years because <laughs> it was like every season it was like, he gets me, I get him. You, you know what I mean? So that, so I guess that was, 
I mean, so it would only then be. Then you guys put it aside and you did damage, you know, that one time, even for a little well, bit. Well, we did out of necessity, though. I mean, we were, we're, we're a dying breed. <laughs> Us vets are a dying breed, man. So we almost got to stick together. And we realized, Wes and I realized, it's like, listen, by us going at each other every season, we come on. It just gives everybody else an opportunity to just kind of sit back, watch us duke it out. There's people that are making it further in the game just based solely on the fact that we're not taking shots at them. We're taking shots at each other. A lot of the other vets are yeah. smart enough to just like stoke the fire, get in my ear and tell me what Wes has been saying, get in Wes's ear, tell him what I've been saying. And we realize we're like the only people we've put so much like sweat and tears into this, this, this show over the years. The only people that we are hurting by continuing to go at each other is each other. Like this is, this is just benefiting the new people. So, you know, we decided out of necessity more than anything uh, to just, you know, put our differences aside. And here we are. I mean, the only reason I'm saying that is because there, it would only make sense if you felt slighted by Xavier from Big Brother that there would be a carryover. And I mean, just based on the fact that you were paired up with Alyssa on the challenge that you guys won, and she also felt some sort of way about it. Do you feel like that also kind of played into your guys' decision to throw Xavier in? And do you feel like had you not been paired up with her, that that wouldn't have happened? I think that that was for sure a, a huge factor. I think if I wasn't paired up with her, she may have played because we still weren't that close at the time. Like we're friends. We were friends. But like, I mean, now we're like good, really good friends, me and Alyssa. Uh, but at the time, you know, she came in with her reservations about me and, and other people that she didn't get work with as closely on Big Brother. So who knows what she would have told me, but I think playing with her in this game, that was a huge factor to find out, okay, wait a second. Like when we all came into the game, we just assumed like that's his number one, that's her number one uh, because of how tight they are. And as soon as I found out that that wasn't the case, I was like, hold on. Like, so right now this is your best friend, your number one. And in the game, they're ready to toss you out. Like then who, like how, how I feel like I'd be dumb to trust you at that point. I'm like, dang, like this is your best friend who wants to work with you. Like I'm already on, you know, I'm on shaky ground, kind of almost out of like, Hey, like we can work together, but I would always just expect, uh, at any time that could happen. So, but it just kind of is the way it is, uh, is how my mindset. But then as soon as I heard that, as soon as she was like forthcoming in the fact of like, no, like I don't trust this person at all. And like, honestly, I, I think that it'd be safer for me to not have him here. I was like, okay, if, if you don't have your best friend, then who, then what, 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 what are you going to do for me in this game? Like, if I keep you around, like, like you don't have any relationships that I don't. So it just didn't benefit me. So, so probably not. I think there's a good chance that she may have not felt safe enough to say that to me, not knowing, you know, not having power in that moment. And so maybe it would have been different. Now she was also on your season of big brother, correct? Yeah. She said that she had some, some residual, you know, feelings left over from Big Brother as well, feeling like she she got uh, screwed over. Who do you think that she that Alyssa felt like she had more resentment towards you or Xavier coming into the season of the challenge? I don't know. That's so tricky because it's like she probably you know the 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 closer person cuts deeper. Yeah. So then she was closest to X, so I think that cut deeper. But then they still have that closeness. So it's like me and her were basically always at odds in Big Brother. So there wasn't like a deep cut from me when I turned on her. So it's like there might've been less of a, uh, of, of that resentment 
quote unquote resentment, because I'll use that like game wise, but more, but she still had more friendship, more familiarity with him. Had she been paired up with him and they had, they won, do you think they would have taken a shot at you? Uh, I think that it, I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me. That's the thing is that like, it was, it was surprising for, for people to see what we did and it just wouldn't have surprised me at uh, at all. Um, I, I I could easily have seen it going that way, to be honest. So this is what I love. This is what I love about the way people talk about alliances on the challenge. Okay. The word alliance gets thrown around way (laughs) too cavalierly on the challenge. Okay. True alliances, a true alliance is forged off the show. These are with people that you are really close with. And the only reason that true alliances actually work is because if you screw someone over on TV, there is going to be a carryover effect into your relationships in the outside world, which is what prevents people a lot of times from going back on their word, right? What I, I, I think that a, a lot of times these are like more like acquaintances, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, yeah, we're kind of working together loosely and we've got like in a deal where we're going to be, where we're going to work. Wes is famous for doing this. Wes will have yeah. a lion. Wes will have like a two or three challenge deal, right? Three. So for the next three okay. challenges, we're going to work together. Then after that, we're going to have to like come back together and see where we're at. Because it seems like even though there's the, this season, there's the survivor Alliance and the love Island Alliance. And I think the only Alliance that's really not going to turn on each other is amazing race because they really don't have anyone else. <laughs> but like your guys' Alliance, even though you guys are calling it the big brother Alliance, it seems like you guys are just all willing to just cut each other's throat. The first opportunity you get. I think that's a, like Tyson. So I know you just had Tyson on and Tyson, I think he said it on your show, but he may have said it somewhere else. He's like, literally anybody who was strategic in our, in our game throughout the, the show alliances week one, the second that TJ introduced the algorithm, it was like, okay, I can't work this way. I have to adapt to whatever's happening in this game in the moment. And so that's why like, I almost laughed like when I saw somebody when they're promoting the alliances, cause I was like, it was week one and me and Tyson, Angela, like, or maybe week two, we're just sitting like, I can't believe that there's still a couple of people who think that like they have each other's back. Like it started uh, even before us. So it's not even necessarily the big brother side, literally go to the second elimination. You had somebody from uh, Love Island threw in the Love Islander. And then you go to the third elimination. Then you have everyone uh, from Survivor was willing to throw the other Survivor dominant the bus. That's why we put them in. And then you had the one after that. And then that was Xavier. And then, so it's just like, I don't know that there was necessarily anything around like big brother taking shot at each other. I think it was just like, I had that question a lot because of the way that the show, uh, from what people are seeing, they're like seeing some people like, Oh, why would you look after, or, you know, take a shot at your own. It's like, my Alliance was not big brother. My Alliance was this other group, but I'm definitely interested in your take on alliances and the outside the house versus the inside of the house, because it's like, I guess I, and this is where I may run into trouble for sure, because like, I feel like so much more of the, uh, compartmentalization and the, like, if I'm playing, if you, if, if I'm playing Monopoly and I have my best friend here, but it's a good, uh, deal for me to make a deal with, with somebody else who's not as good of a friend, I'm just going to make that deal. Cause we're just playing a game. Like that has nothing to do with that relationship for me, but I know people can feel differently so trying to balance that is for sure interesting. So what you're going to, what, what you're, what you'll come to find out the more of these that you do is the longer you're there. All right. And the tougher the game gets and the more you, the more you put your, 
Because here's the difference between Big Brother and, and, and the challenge is you look at the challenges you do on Big Brother and they're like carnival games, right? Yeah. You look at the challenge, the, the challenges we do on the challenge, and some of them are death-defying. Okay. You could get seriously, I mean, you could seriously injure yourself doing what, what we do. So and that's what I mean. I mean, injuries are rampant on the show. And I mean, just the emotional, uh, you know, trauma that you go through every season. And, you know, when you make it really, really, really far in the game, even though you know you're playing a game, that becomes your reality. And they do that by design, right? The, yeah. The, the, the isolation, the fact that they, you know, cut you off, which you've experienced in the past, but they cut you off from everything. You're, you're you know, there's no, there's no books phones, magazines, there's very little communication to the outside world. Your entire reality is the game. So regardless of how much you want to make it out, like, oh yeah, this is just the game we're playing. When you're there, that's your reality, man. And you feel like, you know, someone's trying to take food off your table. And if it's somebody that you just have, like I said, a very loose alliance with someone you just met, someone you don't have a great relationship with, whatever, water under the bridge, I'm going to yeah. eat you next time. But when it's somebody that you actually trust or someone that you actually, you know, thought was looking out for you when they do that. Yeah. yeah. It hurts a lot more. And that's why I keep my circle very small. Okay. Of challenge people, because the more people you're friends with, the more people you're friends with, the more people you hang out with outside of the show, you come on. And now just by nature of the friendships you have outside of the show, you don't have to protect all these people. You need to look out for them. And they might be fun to hang out outside in, in the real world, but they might not be all that great on the show. So I I tend to Damn, yeah. I, I tend to keep my circle as small as I can because what that also enables you to do is it gives you wiggle room once you're on the show to form new bonds and to form new alliances. Because if you go on with this huge alliance, you all these people, all these deals. You know, you're, you're you're kind of already you're kind of already stuck with who you showed up with. So, I I mean that would be that, that that's my only advice to no, you. No, that's real. Is yeah, man. <laughs> just keep your circle small. We because, are all hanging out all the time. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna. That's that's the thing is you're gonna have to do these people dirty at some point. But I will say the difference between the challenge and 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 Big Brother is Big Brother. You there, there's there's only one winner. So eventually, yes. no matter how close you are to someone, you're gonna have to to screw them over. With the challenge, I mean, it, it it varies from season to season. So you could potentially be working with, you know, eight, seven, eight people in the show and they could potentially all make it to the end, you know? So True. it's a little bit different in that regard. But again, I mean, only make deals when you absolutely need to. I always laugh when people come in day one and they we've, we don't even know the rules to the game. And they're like, well, where where do yeah. we stand? Are you my number one, two or three? It's like, I'm not I'm not making it's I'm not going <laughs> to answer that until I absolutely have to. Because, dude, you end up making deals that way prematurely. And I don't know if it's the same in Big Brother. I feel like it's a little bit different where a lot more is done in secret. Whereas on the oh, challenge, yeah. <laughs> a lot more is done like out in the open. Because anything you try and do in secret is going to, it's like a game of telephone. It's going to get, it's going to get spread around the house. 100%. Yeah. Every, yeah. So much more secretive clandestine and just like. Uh, whereas things were just much more out in the open. I mean, just the nature of the game, you know, calling well, people elimination. Well, you've also got the live cams too, which are my oh. nightmare. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, if they had live cams on the challenge, probably never see about 99% of the people come back because it's like, I yep. mean, the conversations that we have most of the time, it's like you had nothing to do but stare at the ceiling. Obviously your conversation is going to go down the, go down a rabbit hole every now and then. Boy, I watch yep. these live cams and I'm like, man, those would definitely be 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 the end of me. So I'm like, no wonder these big brother kids are so quiet. 
I wouldn't want to say shit either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that is just so nobody takes it out of context. Cause it's like, I think so people are so quick to, to, to hear you say that and just be like, Oh, well then what are these terrible things that you're saying? It's just like, no, it's not about anybody saying terrible things or being terrible. It's just about the comfort with which somebody speaks instead of the calculated language that's needed. And I promise anybody who's willing to say like, who has that judgment, we record you for an hour of talking and we talk in deep, you know, conversations. Uh, you're going to, you're going to offend somebody and, and it's regard. So it's, you know, get off the high horse is all I would say for anybody who thinks that it's not about, you know, God, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up. Okay. Cause I'm sure all these people are going to be like, Oh my God, what's going on in Kylan's head. I will say to piggyback on what you just said, people love to look at like, oh my God, this person sent out this tweet 10 years ago. How dare they? And it's like, oh my gosh, but the people it's like, it's like, again, all these people, they, they love to make it out. Like they've got a clean closet too. It's like, trust me, if you were on reality television for 17 (laughs) years, starting back from the day you were 23 years old up until now, you probably would have said some pretty dumb things. You probably would have made some mistakes. You wish you could, you you know, you wish you wouldn't have, but you live and learn. And again, it's like you said with conversations, it's like, trust me, if you were to record some, anyone on earth for 24 hours, I guarantee they're going to say, something's going to come out of their mouth. That's going to be like, "Eh, that's a bit questionable. You know what I mean? So yeah, you guys are putting a very, that is a, that is a terrifying proposition, dude, to be, to to be put in a (laughs) position where you're constantly like self-editing everything coming out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, for the record, um, I've, I've known Kyle in a while now, and he only says very nice things, everyone. All right. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's get into episode three. That was uh, your big first dub, right? You and Angela. First uh, daily, yeah. Your first daily win. Flutes from Finland. I wouldn't have got that. I'm like, what the hell? What is a f- flute from Finland? I mean, I guess that, that you know, they all had their their, their rhyming letters. Um, you guys win, uh, impressive win, and you send in Dominic and Cash. Uh, what was the, I guess, what was the the, the strategy behind that? Uh, I mean, at that stage, it was very limited strategy other than, look, you know, we had, I had the the money team like Alliance that was formed with me and, and Tyson, Angela and, and Justine. And so we were just like, hey, we're throwing in teams without money. We know that. And then we looked at the teams who had no money. Uh, and then we also looked at like, okay, 
what is the house feeling? Essentially, it's very much like a house vote. It was like, who are you guys feeling that you'd want to throw in? Um, and they were also on the short list of the names submitted to us by the by James and Tasha. And I had a pretty good relationship with James um, at the time. So it was like, all right, cool. Like, this is already on your list. The house is pretty much in consensus on all the shows are, are down for this pairing. So I mean, plus less blood at that stage. But you, you also got to look at which teams have because that's the thing is, I mean, you know how it is on the challenge. You're going to throw in people that you feel like have the least opportunity to come back in. Right. Yeah. And at the time that just the showing that we'd seen, that's what we expected. But, um, you know, obviously they proved us wrong that they took home the win. But yeah, it was barely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was I got to say, I, I think they should rewind tape because it looked like that water level hit the line, dude. You know, you know, we we, we, we had that conversation. Was uh, nobody but- <laughs> telling him for those who didn't watch it? The elimination, you were in this tank of water and. When TJ pulled the horn, he pulled the plug and this water started draining out of the tank. But there was this pipe that you could put your foot on and it would slow the water from draining out of the tank while you basically released all these puzzle pieces. Then your partner had to stack them up. I don't know. Strategically, I couldn't really figure out. Was there like some order to the way they needed to be stacked? No, not all at these all. Puzzle Literally pieces. Your partner had to stack. Puzzle is the light word. <laughs> and, and And to give... Your partner more time, you could put your foot over this pipe to help the water drain slower. Well, Dominic doesn't do that. He's just standing there, just letting the water just pour out, leaves it up to his partner to stack these pieces up. And literally, like, I mean, in the Ooh. nick of time, they, they ended up winning that because, I mean, that that was that was close to being an epic failure, dude. That was really You must have been sick because that's how it is because you want the person <laughs> you send in to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you're like, well, you were just praying for that water to pour out as fast as it possibly could. I will say that, but also at the same time, just given the two teams that were competing, we also kind of knew we're like, me and Angela were like, yo, if there was a team so far that's been called down, who's going to come back? It, it will probably, it might be this one. This is the most like evenly matched teams mm-hmm. that we'd seen go in. Um, so it, it was definitely something we were ready for. And then also, you know, yeah, you're calculating like, all right, what's the probability of retribution of them and, winning uh, and obviously <laughs> yeah, and obviously you know You're like, we, that's uh, probably not we very off, good but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because up to that point yeah, but they I, both I, won something so yeah yeah um did you feel so that was i guess my next question you didn't feel like throwing in dom and cash at any point was going to potentially come back to bite you in the ass i thought the probability was low um turned out to be wrong but it was uh i think that I mean, I wasn't alone in that decision. You know, we had Tyson, we had Angela, we had other people that were experienced that I was working with um, and everyone kind of agreed. That was just our guests. And, uh, but they yeah. got to sit back with no blood on their hands. That was all on of you guys. Course, of course. That's, I mean, that's the game. And then yeah. I go in and I'm just kind of like, well, I don't think I'm going to, you know, uh, I, th- I, I, I knew I came in prepared. So I felt like I had a pretty good odds of a winning more dailies and B winning eliminations if I got thrown into them again. Uh, I think the odds were pretty good. Um, you know, it was one small thing. What happened on the, uh, uh, to go back, what happened on, I think it was the, was it the first challenge where you guys had to go down the, rappel yeah. down the skyscraper and figure out math equations? Because you seem yeah. like, you seem pretty quick with math. What happened there? You know, I am pretty quick. That was devastating because I've had repelling experience. So I saw repelling, I saw math. I'm like, this is my jam. Yeah. And we, and we were flying down and there was just one little miscommunication where we were going down and uh, for, and it was just literally like we said, 
we just did that one thirty. It was like one thirty-seven or one thirty-five or whatever. But we that was we misunderstood each other, and we said, "Oh, we just did that one thirty-five. And so we we're like, "Okay, one thirty-five times this instead of just thirty-five. So we had an extra hundred. Uh, and so when we were going down, we saw it again right away, and we were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we just said that uh, we didn't know how it happened until we saw it. When we watched it, we're like. Oh shoot! Because they actually have a clip where we say like, "Oh, that one thirty-five," and we're like, "I was like, oh, that's how we did it." So it was just a little, little hey up. You know, we're going first. We're the first challenge, um, and uh, we just you know let the that uh, overwhelm of all that excitement um, open room for a little mistake. Sprinting up a thirty-story building, dude. Been there, done that. Would not <laughs> want to do it again. That looked absolutely that looked like a nightmare. Um, all right, so then. After you, so you had back-to-back wins. So you won, you won a, in episode three. Um, yep. And then the next challenge that you guys won, was that trivia? It was trivia. All right. Another yeah. one that I absolutely <laughs> hate. And the worst, bro. I love trivia. Okay. I, I hate trivia. And I hate, I mean, you, you, you're, you seem pretty good at it. What I hate is the falling when you're not expecting it. Okay. And they do this all the time. Usually they do it over water where they'll like harness us. So we're suspended backwards in a very uncomfortable compromised position. <laughs> and if you get it wrong, at least with you guys, I think you can kind of figure out when you had the wrong answer with us, you, you answered and he won't even tell you it's wrong. They'll just cut your rope and you'll fall backwards, you know, 25, 35 <laughs> feet into the water. This was terrifying. Cause you had a trap door under you. You guys really didn't know when it was going to drop. Right. Um, you had, well, you had an idea that you got wrong for yeah. sure. But as far as like when it dropped, it did vary. It yeah. literally like sometimes like he would hit the button. Sometimes it fell right away or sometimes he didn't even hit the button. Like it, there's definitely some, uh, uh, <laughs> unexpected aspect to it. Um, and also those trap doors were small. So like, this was actually one where I was like, yo, keep keeping your arms tight or you're about to like knock something loose in that fall. <laughs> yeah. This is the one that you're paired up with, with Alyssa, right? Alyssa, yeah. And again, Xavier mentions how he's over what happened on Big Brother, right? He's like, I don't, I don't harbor any resentment, any ill will. I've moved on. But isn't it easier for him to say that? <laughs> because he's the one, he's not the one that got that got screwed over and thrown. I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be fine with it too. <laughs> I I hold nothing against these people that I threw in and got eliminated after I went and got to the end and made all the money. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, 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 you're not wrong about that, that, uh, that the logic tracks what you're saying. <laughs> right. And, and again, yes. going back and, and going back to you and Alyssa being paired up, was there ever a conversation before you guys went to the challenge that this was kind of like something that you both wanted to do? Because she, in earlier <laughs> episodes kind of made it known that she, again, had, you know, still harbored some resentment towards Xavier. Um, and at some point want to do it. But do you think that you two being paired up and you two winning the way that you did, you think that was just kind of like all the stars aligned in that regard? I, well, I'd say the stars aligned, but I would definitely say that was never, like I never would have expected that. I never would have expected that there was any chance that Alyssa was, was going to want to take a shot at X like in, in this, in that game. Um, so that, for, like I said, that threw me for a loop, if anything, and I think also just to her credit, like they definitely, what you don't, you know, what we don't see is we see her talking a lot about it, but at the end of the day, she still is a, is a gamer. So she wasn't 
by all means, my only purpose of being here is to get out Xavier or anyone else who like did me wrong. It was just like, or who got me out. Uh, it was like, Hey, this is something that, you know, I don't trust this person. I'd love a job opportunity to get them out. If it makes sense for my game. If I feel like they're not good for me to have them here, if they're good for me to have them here, then like I'll keep working with them. But if I feel like that's a threat, uh, to, you know, if, if I feel like that's a danger to my game, then, then I'll do it and it will feel good because I also have this other thing attached to it. So did you kind of, were you kind of playing? Cause this is the other thing at this point, you're obviously playing with, with, uh, with Tyson and Angela, right? Was there any, yeah. was, was there any point when you kind of wanted to potentially maybe bring Xavier into the fold or were you, or did you kind of have like, or was Tyson and Angela kind of like a secret alliance that you had that your other big brother cast members weren't really privy to? Oh yeah, it was definitely uh, a definitely something that I, like building my own game. Like I knew I want. That's the one thing is like my big brother experience, which was amazing. But it just that was that was a challenging part. Is that we, you know, some of us uh, in the cookout like didn't get to play our own game. We were actively making decisions that were like, okay, this is not good for me as an individual to win this game, but it is good for the six of us to move forward. So I'm going to make this decision and make this call. And I had, you know, I, I was in a position to do that more than one, just more than the other people in the cast, just the way the game played out. I just had power, more opportunities. So I yeah. ended up doing that more. And so I was really anxious to, to play a solo game. Um, so that Alliance was definitely something that, uh, you know, I was, I was looking at like as my own thing and then obviously using it to the best of my ability to protect like, and work with, or go after anybody that like, you know, as the game made sense for, for my game. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting distinction then. So you'd say that on big brother, um, sometimes you put the betterment of the Alliance before your own game. So coming into this season, which what, never happens, <laughs> which never, exactly. It, it, no um, one does that. Ever. No one does that. So <laughs> yeah. would you, so then it would be fair to say that coming to this season, you almost were because of, of the way you played big brother, you wanted to basically do the exact opposite. And you're like, I'm going to play my own game and I'm going to put my game first before any alliance that I'm potentially here working with. Yeah, I think I think what I would say is I had the alliance view that every other person has in every other game every season, which is like, hey, like this alliance is for me to move forward. So like mm -hmm. it's a tool that I'm using. I'm not a tool for the alliance. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I had that that normal viewpoint is what I felt. Was there, I mean, and, and obviously this probably, this probably doesn't, uh, this doesn't shine through either, but after you and Alyssa kind of had decided that that was the route you were going to take, you guys knew this wasn't a blind side, right? You guys knew before going into elimination, which, what, what you guys were going to do, you knew going in, they didn't know, but you guys knew. Yeah. Yeah. We, it was pretty, uh, up to the wire <laughs> in last minute. Cause I think that people saw and they like, literally, I remember I had a friend that was like, yo, I knew as soon as you sat down with X, you and Alyssa, like that, that's what you're going to do. And I was like, honestly, we left that conversation feeling the opposite. We're like, all right, you know what? I don't know if I can trust him, but like, as long as you're down to work with him, I'm down to work with him. It's fine. Like, and, and we'll move on. And then after that, we started doing all of our interviews one-on-ones -on -one with everybody. And it just became like kind of more, the bigger picture came clear as far as like, wait a second, like, this for, this is not um, the ally that we thought. I mean, he's he it basically came out of, his, out of his own mouth. He said he said, "quote I he got me before I got him." I mean, isn't that him basically saying that eventually he was he was gonna he was gonna come for you? You know, you you're just you're you're, you're pointing out logical statements and logical <laughs> things. Um, 
<laughs> that's why I always said too. I was like in the interviews, it's like, hey, I, I I play to win is 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 what he said, and I was just like, okay, like the easiest way to play to win in this game is to eliminate anyone who is a possible threat to you in a final. Yeah. Uh, on the male side, we we had very few of us that <laughs> um, I would look at and consider that. Um, and so, <laughs> if he's already here's it's a the short thing. list. <laughs> it's a short list. If it's already happened once before. <laughs> What makes you think it's not going to happen again? This has always been my argument when people say with, with Sarah, they're always like, oh man, you know, how could you do that to her? You know, she would have never done that to you. She would have never taken the money from you. I'm like, okay, let's, let's think about this logically here. When the original backstab took place, which a lot of people like to forget about X is two, when she basically screwed me at the end, we came into that season as really close friends. I mean, we'd known each other for eight years. She hadn't been on a challenge in a while, but Every challenge we'd ever done, we'd work together. Before this, that season, we we trained together. We rock climbed together. I put my differences aside with Jordan for her, who I hated at that time. Worked through the entire season, and then she backstabbed me when our friendship was fully intact, right? Then we come into Rivals. We were Rivals for a reason. Again, a lot of people like to forget <laughs> about that. We, like, mended a broken friendship. She had the opportunity to take basically twice as much money as she already had. And you're going to tell me that in that scenario, that when she screwed me over, when our friendship was rock solid, she's not going to screw me over. We have a fractured friendship for double the amount of money. Like, come on, what are you smoking? So I'm just saying that, like, listen, you know, a person is what their record says they they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> and whatever. Tigers don't shed their stripes, you know. whatever you want to call it. And listen, it's the name of the game. And, and Xavier played, like he said, he plays to win. Some people don't have that in them to be able to Put all personal relationships aside and be able to strictly just focus on the game and do whatever they need to in order to do that. And I kind of noticed this season with you guys, Tyson kind of plays the same game. It was actually really funny how a lot of people are terrified to like, not not terrified, but a lot of people are, are very hesitant to blindside someone, right? If they're working with someone, they're very hesitant to be like, oh, but you know, this per Tyson almost like, like relishes the, 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 the idea does, to, to be though. able to do that. You know, Oh, this is your first. I blind don't, side. but he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you, you know, you just got to be cut from a different cloth. I also didn't think it was all that smart. I've always thought that this was kind of a questionable strategy as well. Like you and Alyssa are in the position of power, right? You guys have full control over who goes in and Xavier's yeah. move is to basically threaten you guys and be like, well, if I come back, I'm coming for you. And it's like, <laughs> Not necessarily the the, the 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 smartest way to go, you know. I've always thought that that was like threatening when you're not in a position of power. Usually, just ain't the way to go. So, uh, do you feel like since you didn't really like you had already kind of disbanded this notion of there being a big brother alliance, did you feel any sort of way for I guess you and Alyssa being the first ones to kind of like actually turn on your alliance or the big brother alliance that everyone thought was was, was working together? Uh, I mean, not really. I think that. Like I said, I and mean, people had already thrown in people from their own shows by that point. So we didn't, we, I don't know. We didn't feel like it was as, yeah, we, I don't think we felt like it was as crazy as it was, or at least it, it, as it turned out to be. So just to recap, so Alyssa, Aza, is that how you say her name? Aza, yeah. Xavier, Tiffany, Derek, and then you, right? Yeah, from our show, from 23. Yeah, so what I'm saying though is by you and Alyssa taking a shot at at Xavier, wasn't there any sort of like, you know, feelings towards how that went down. Yeah. So for Alyssa, actually, uh, 
me, I was already playing like with my own, you know, alliance. Uh, Alyssa, she actually has commented how that opened up her game so much because I think that people saw her even more so than possibly me as like really locked in on that group. And then as soon as she made that move, she said so many more people were talking to her. They felt like they could trust her from the other shows. Cause like, okay, wait, so you're not just locked in on your show. You're actually here for yourself. And, and, you know, and down to make moves and, and somebody that like, I might want to, that could possibly put some, uh, uh, some trust into like a relationship here. Cause you're not just going to pick your own people no matter what. So you didn't feel like though, by, by turning on Xavier, that was in any way going to like jeopardize you with the rest of the big brother Alliance. Oh no, because no, the rest of the big brother Alliance was, was more, had been looking at that shot longer than I had. <laughs> um, that was the interesting thing. Talking to them, everyone had like, uh, a pretty strong re- I mean, cause obviously as we found out in the show, Derek and Lissa were looking at him pretty concerned. Um, you know, uh, Tiffany and Ozza came into the house, ex- like always like kind of anxious to take a shot at him for their own reasons. Uh, as I found out, uh, you know, as the show went on, as we talked, not knowing that before until we started these conversations, Enzo was concerned about him because Enzo's like, you know, a uh, uh, bro, bro, like sort of much more like a bros guy. And he saw, him flip on me and big brother. And he's like, yo, like, that's not cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about like the bros loyalty sort of deal. Uh, and, uh, David was in elimination already. So that was a different, you know, conversation. Um, and then Angela was, was pretty, uh, open either way. And then I think that when she, she had a close relationship with Lissa, she had a close relationship with Tyson. Those were both closer than her relationship with X. So I think that once she talked to both of them and that's where they were leaning, she was just like, all right, this is, this is the move. You guys are good now though. Like how did it all, how did it all pan out after the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. After the show. No, I mean, we talked, yeah, we talked like, uh, pretty quickly after, um, and, and it was, it was fine. I mean, he, he, he literally was like, he's like, Hey, he said, even Steven, I was like, fair, fair, uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah. He's a pretty, um, once he cooled down, you know, people have to, <laughs> have to take their time. I mean, I mean, listen, it's like, it, I, you know, you call it even now, you know, he took a shot. Yeah. You took a hey, shot. That's what, you know, I think that would be great. I think that we could do some damage working together. So absolutely, you know, it's like mutually assured <laughs> destruction. So then obviously episode, you know, the episode seven, the last episode that came out, that was, uh, unfortunately led to your, uh, your undoing. I, yes, I, I was with you. I didn't see an instance where, where, where Dom was going to win. He was going to be able to, to return the favor, but did you know, <laughs> you know, once he won that challenge, it was most likely going to be you going in. Yeah. So that was the funny thing is everybody's like, Oh, did, did you have an indication? Like literally from the time Dom came back in <laughs> after the third elimination, we put him in. He literally was like, hey, you took your shot. If I get a shot, I'll take my shot. It's, it is what it is. And I was like, it is what it is. Yeah, it's cool. Like, like you said, like, I think I wasn't expecting him to have the opportunity. <laughs> Did you think it, but, but why you not Angela? Because Angela was the other part of that as well. And I mean, she's a pretty dangerous player too. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand for him, uh, you know, you have the the male-female dynamic in terms of like, okay, if I'm going to run a final, I might be partnered with a female partner and Angela's a good person to have in uh, is part of his thinking. And then also Angela's partner at the time was Enzo. Enzo and Dom were super tight. Like we, we, that was pretty evident. So it was just like, all right, for so many reasons are stacking up. Well, she also did. A, she also, <laughs> she also put in a lot of legwork too, dude. I, I, that whole episode was her just going and, oh. and pleading her case. 
It's like, nah, nah, nah. no, for sure. Throw in Kylan and not me. <laughs> but honestly, that's like, we had talked about it and I knew, cause I knew this was happening. And I was just like, honestly, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, I think that me and Kira have a better shot of winning an elimination than her and Enzo. So like we've seen Enzo get caught up on some certain like heights or other other obstacles. So it's like at the end of the day, if I want my alliance to be here, like people ask about like regrets. I was like, my, uh, I mean, it, it is if if I felt a regret on anything other than not knowing more about Madonna, um, it would be because that was a trivia question that it was in our elimination guys out. It was like I I think about I'm like man, would it have been worth it? I almost went, so they didn't, they didn't show it, but me and Cash A, the elimination before, uh, had talked about volunteering to go in to save Derek and, and Shannon because those were close people to us. And we know, but we didn't obviously Good. doing it. <laughs> I know, I, I know. But just like, as far as keeping Nobility numbers Nobility gets there, you nowhere <laughs> on the challenge, my friend. You never yeah, want to go into, it, <laughs> you never want to go into elimination if you don't have to. It was, yes, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was not so much nobility as much as just like, having a like Derek is somebody who I knew was like a guaranteed number for me. Yeah. So I was like, dang, is it worth it to keep a guaranteed number if I know I can win? But then you never know if you can win. Yeah. Is is and he was actually very, you know, uh uh very big on that too. Like, hey, like, you know, I can't let you risk it. Like, so it was definitely a, a well made decision. But look at what you so lost on. Yeah. You you didn't know trivia about Madonna. I mean, come on. That's oh not something gosh. you could prepare for on the challenge. By the way, for some reason I thought cows had eight stomachs. That's why when you put four, I was like, <laughs> I must say that's an octopus has eight legs. No, we knew that one. And we, it was funny because I remember she asked like, how do you know? I was like, I don't know. I just learned it somewhere. It Watch just is a thing. <laughs> but it just like somebody pointed out, somebody told me, and maybe you remember better. They said that the last either 20 years or 20 seasons or something like that, this is only the second time trivia has been in elimination with the last time being when you did I think it was the the world maps or something. Yeah. And the entire house. Like it's never there. The entire house was helping the other two. Yeah. That part. Yeah. <laughs> to but this we day, didn't have, yeah. So to this day, I ours. couldn't point to Bangladesh on a map, but somehow they could. <laughs> <laughs> but they never, but right. They never yeah. have trivia no. in the eliminations. And so that was devastating. Listen, man, the challenges <laughs> now have really morphed a lot more into equalizers, puzzles, yeah. math equations, things that like any, because that's the thing is I think they want more parity. They don't want just the biggest, strongest, yeah. most athletic team to win. You know, they want to give guys like, oh, that's why I'm excited want, about. <laughs> I know they want to give <laughs> the guys well-roundedness. like, 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 uh, <laughs> like Leo a shot, a shot to make it to the end. You know, that was actually impressive though, dude. I was impressed by his ability 100%. to uh, lift his partner up there. No, 100%. <laughs> Well, I mean, dude, you 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 handled you handled losing, you know, with grace. I mean, that's a tough thing to do. Um, so I, I gotta hand it to you on that regard. Um, must have sucked, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. It, it was uh I think it sucked, especially when you when you saw like uh TJ after after the elimination say like, hey, we're done with the algorithm. That wow. was like, I was like, ooh, ooh, that extra, hurts. extra, extra soul crushing. That hurts. <laughs> The only, yeah, the only was, thing worse than that is losing an elimination and then hearing him say, we're going to Berlin. And I'm like, I was one step away from the final. Oh. You know, I felt like I was one step away from the final. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, listen, I will say, honestly, man, sometimes the best thing that can happen on a challenge is not making it to a final your rookie season because then you don't realize like what a tough road it is to get there and people end up taking it for granted. So listen, dude, just take oh. this. Take this as a learning lesson, man. You learn more from your losses than you do your wins. And uh, I mean, dude, you you Absolutely. you've got 
bro, you've got a, you, you've got a lot. A lot of guys will show up and it's like they're so focused on just like the physical athletic aspect of the, of the game. But you seem to have it, you know, where it counts, especially with the way the challenges are now. And that's, uh, you know, that's the, 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 the mental game with numbers and puzzles and that sort of thing, dude. So you got a very high ceiling, my <laughs> friend. And I'm sure we'll see you back, you know, very soon. No, I appreciate it. I feel like I've talked to, you know, a good amount of people um, from the MTV side. And that's one thing that I feel like has consistently been said about you is that they're like the one thing that you can't tell from the show <laughs> from a, a, is the exactly how smart Johnny is. They're like, he's way smarter than, <laughs> than you realize not to say you come off dumb. I know he's not that, as dumb. He's not as dumb as he looks. You can just say it. <laughs> they all it's said all right. that, but they've all said, they've all been like, he's so smart. And like, that is why he does well is, is one of the things they say. And so, uh, you know, it's definitely something. So I appreciate the praise coming from you, uh, obviously. That's what <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's what scares me. It's not the biggest, strongest guy. I watch, I've watched so many huge dudes come in that just, I mean, they, they, they have no ability to make it. It's the, it's the shifty little wiry guys that are good at weird shit. Those are the ones that scare me, dude, you know? So, but listen, man, I just want to, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's been real. I mean, again, it was a pleasure watching this season. I'm sure I'll see you. Again, hopefully, if and when they decide to start bringing us on the CBS version or they let you guys come on the, uh, you know, on the MTV version. So before you go, uh, where can uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, they want to get to know Kylan Young more intimately? Um, I mean, I'm, it's Kylan Young on all the socials, except TikTok for some reason. Kylan Young, like I got locked out. So it's Kylan Young um, everywhere on social, got a podcast connections with Kyland on all the platforms that's, that's linked up on my stuff. Hopefully we'll have you there sometime, Johnny. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's, I really appreciate the, the time, appreciate, you know, getting to chat with you. Just obviously you're, you know, such a legend in this world. So, uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for chatting, man. (laughs) Well, Kyle, listen, man, thank you. Thanks for the time. And thank you for stopping by the death taxes and bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. Thanks for having me. Peace.